No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. And as you know, we have a new home right here on Anchor, which distributes the podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and various other platforms. So before we get into it, make sure you are following those and make sure you are logged onto social media. That is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus. Um, you name it, we're there. So let's get ready. We have a new number one contender, folks, and his name is Finn Balor. Who would have thunk it? So Vince McMahon, Braun Strowman came out making these crazy demands, and then all of a sudden he's looking for Baron Corbin. Corbin runs into Vince's limo, and Braun Strowman rips the door off the hinges, and Vince McMahon said, fine, you know, you'll be fine, and that wasn't enough. He removed him from the title match. So, a lot of people are saying it's because Braun is hurt. You know what? I'm going to say this. If you listen to last week's show with the real Dwayne Allen and myself, you heard the realness bring up a good point. That that promo last week was horrible. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't think this is just about injury. I just think they've given up. I think they've given up on Braun Strowman. Um... I don't think, I mean, let's look at it for what it is. In 2017, he had a match with Lesnar, right? That's when Lesnar fought him, he fought Samoa Joe, etc. Last year's Royal Rumble, he was in the triple threat match. And now, they was going to do it again? Oh, mind you, you know, he had some matches this year as well. But mind you, he was going to do it again? Nah, bro. This It's not just, I could be wrong. But I don't think it's just the injury. I think that the powers that be have given up on Braun Strowman possibly being a number one guy, being the man. And guess what? He got tagged with the worst thing you could be tagged with, Big Show Jr. And Big Show even said it. It's hard for big guys like that to have multiple title reigns. Um, Eric Bischoff said it recently on his podcast, 83 Weeks, that when you have a guy like the Big Show, it's hard to get sympathy for him because he's so big. But then you also don't need to cheat for him. He doesn't need to cheat. So I'm looking at it like, eh, you know what? And then he didn't do himself any favors. Last week, the promo was just bad. It was just bad. Um, There's no way I wanted to, like, you know, I wasn't hyped up for the match. And even Brock Lesnar was like, let's go home. So... That's where I'm with that. Um, fast forward, Vince McMahon declared to be a new number one contender. John Cena comes out there and said, ruthless aggression. He reminded Vince uh, when Rock, when Austin, when you could even say Foley, uh, when they all went home, dare say um, Kurt Angle, all these guys left. Triple H was there, but let's be real, folks. Triple H can't carry a company. And I know most people might not like to hear that, but Triple H was never the Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mick Foley wasn't either, but Kurt Angle could have been. 
And I mean the absolute number one guy that everybody tuned in to see. Triple H was the number one protagonist, but he was never the number one guy. Um, But John Cena was. And because John Cena was, he let Vince know, hey, man, you asked, I said, give me a chance. And you gave me a chance. You gave me another chance. Over and over again, John Cena was that dude. Hence why I always say John Cena is the greatest WWE superstar in the history. Yes, I'm a Hulk Hogan fan. I'm a Rock fan. I'm a Daniel Bryan fan. I'm a Bret Hart fan. Those are my guys. But I like all of them better than Cena. But I have to admit, John Cena is the guy. So, I sit there, and I'm like, look, man, it's a reason that, they, you know, put John Cena in a match. I could do I could do another Cena-Lesnar match, you know. As long as it's not the one from SummerSlam 2014, I could do another one. But then here comes Drew McIntyre. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is the match I want to see. Of course, then here comes Baron Corbin. And I'm wondering why. Why, Corbin, why? But then, here comes Finn Balor. And he said it. Vince, you didn't believe in me. You know? And I'm the first Universal Champion. Finn Balor never really got back to that point. That point where he was. And it sucks that he got hurt. Yeah, um, Kevin Owens is one of my favorites. So I was happy that Owens got his opportunity. But it did. It really sucked that he never got back to that. So nonetheless, we see... Finn Balor, we see the matches, you know. We get the match set up. It's going to be, you know, all these guys are going to fight it out. Who's going to win? Well, Jinder Mahal wants to get in business. Because after all, he still wants that match with Brock Lesnar that he never got at Survivor Series 2017, right? Well, Vince said, fine, pick opponent. Of course he picks Finn Balor. He loses. Finn Balor ends up becoming the number one contender. And the people loved it. And he got the... Um, John Cena, you know, solidified him. So, this is going to be interesting. Is Balor going to defeat Lesnar? No. But, how cool would it be if he actually did? Now, I see people say Balor needs to not, you know, you know, people like playing the booker, and it's cool. They said, Balor needs to lose this match and then come back as the Demon King. I mean, that would be kind of cool. But, you know, we're assuming, looking at this, Brock Lesnar's going into WrestleMania with the title. Um, Barring an injury, Brock is going in with the title. So, only time will tell. Um, But we got big news. Before we get in, hit the top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the top rope this week is... We have a brand new Intercontinental Champion, and his name is Bobby Lashley. Lashley defeated Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose in a triple threat match on Monday Night Raw, becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. How cool is that? With Leo Rush by his side. Now, I saw things online that says, one and, you know, I just like, I, I like looking up YouTube videos, you know, why? Because I like wrestling. So I like hearing people talk about it. I heard people say, you know, one, that 
they either WWE feels like they don't need the feud between Ambrose and Rollins to have the title. Another one saying that Ambrose just was not doing a good job carrying the title. You ask me, I agree with the latter. Ambrose wasn't doing a great job with the title. I don't think Dean Ambrose is that great. I thought coming in as the Shield he would have been, but there's no doubt about it, in my opinion, he is the number three member. Um, You know, you have Roman Reigns, who's the Grand Slam champion, Seth Rollins, who is a Grand Slam champion, and then, yes, Ambrose, for what it's worth, is a Grand Slam champion, but then again, well, yeah, if you, you know, Rollins and Ambrose now, I guess you still include them in that conversation, even though Reigns has both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship, but you don't get rid of Grand Slam status. But Ambrose, he racks up a bunch of title reigns. He's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer if you go by accomplishments. But he's just not as good as the other two in getting me invested into a story. So as a personal preference, Dean Ambrose is the last guy out of the shield that I want to see. I thought this whole heel turn would be something better, and I'm still not impressed. I'm not entertained by Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I said it. Um, so, I like Bobby Lashley holding the title, but I got to give my props out to the people, at, my boy over at the Black Wrestling Alliance. Um, he posted a picture, and it said, hmm, Raw next week is Martin Luther King Day. They're in Memphis on Martin Luther King Day. For those who do not know, that is where um, Martin Luther King was killed. Hmm. Bobby Lashley is champion. Vince is a genius. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Nonetheless, um, yeah, nonetheless, if, you know, if that's the case, whatever. I just think that it was time for something fresh. You have Leo Rush right there. It was, it was good. Put the title on him. Um, Leo's been a great mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. This also adds credibility. I mean, continues credibility for the IC title. It's not looked at as such a second tier title with Bobby Lashley holding it. It really is looking like the next best thing before the universal title. It, to me, it's still, it looks like a main eventer. You know, Bobby Lashley is a main eventer. And this makes this a main event title. And this could be something to set him up for that ultimate showdown with Brock Lesnar. Who knows? Um, but, you know, so uh, congratulations, Bobby Lashley, becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. So let's move on. Let's go to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan... Well, AJ Styles, you know, he does the same thing. He goes out there through the concession stands. Only get attacked by Daniel Bryan. These two are going at it. Thought that was great. It was cool, whatever. But what was funny, if you went to social media during SmackDown, Daniel Bryan proceeded to... I'm not... He dropped some videos from Peter uh, that basically talked about pigs. And his reasoning was about why people shouldn't eat hot dogs. And if you're somebody whose stomach or, you know, gets real messed up easily, you probably wouldn't have wanted to watch that because he showed, you know, pigs in their worst state. And it was like one of those now this type videos. And he's just basically saying, look, you guys need not to eat this stuff because the pigs are suffering. And, you know, of course, AJ Styles replied, 
this feud is just going to different levels. I absolutely love it. Um, and before we go to break, how about this? Um, Cian Almas defeats Rey Mysterio with the help of his manager, Zelina Vega. The, this, these two, um, I can see Almas holding the title, uh, not soon, but, you know, eventually. And having somebody like Zelina Vega by his side is great for him. I don't need to see her wrestle, even though I know she can. I mean, if you watch TNA, uh, when she was there, you saw her. Um, she can go in the ring, but she's doing such a great job here. Maybe there's a future where he's the WWE champion and she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Only time will tell. Um, but I thought this was a great match. Love the storytelling between these two. I do see big things coming up for CN Almas. I'm going to take my first break. Um, as you know, we have a new segment on the Wrestling Realm social media. The Wrestling Realm presents Realness Reacts, where I, the real Dwayne Allen, will react to a number of different things in the world of professional wrestling. I have something to say all the time anyway, so hey, why not? Exclusively on Instagram. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Make sure you check out Yeah, Talked about AEW last week. He has a part one and part two. And he just dropped on something that we're going to talk about. And that is his thoughts on a new women's tag team championship titles. So, let's get right into it. On a moment of bliss, they announced that there will be new... Women's Tag Team Champions uh, Championship titles. The titles were revealed. I like the way they look. Um, I can't wait for you guys. I'm not going to tell you what he said because you need to go on Instagram.com slash Wrestling Realm and check out what the real Dwayne Allen says. As you know, he's a belt guy. We're both belt guys. He he really will, you know, when a new belt is unveiled, and I'm calling it a belt, or maybe you want to call it a championship. When a new title is unveiled, I, he's the first person I hit up when MCW Pro Wrestling, formerly known as Merlin Championship Wrestling, revealed their new world title. Bam, yo, realness. What you think about this? You know, um, maybe maybe we'll do a show on titles, just title designs. Um, we did do one on the Intercontinental Championship years ago, uh, and the exact the design of the title. But maybe we'll just do on our whole title. But nonetheless, I like the way the titles look. Uh, when I first saw it, I, I think what sucked was that we didn't get that pop. You know, and it's different because when you unveil titles, it's different. When they unveiled to the women's title at WrestleMania 32, we got a pop for it. But I remember when The Rock unveiled the new WWE Championship, it was like, eh, I don't remember it being like a huge, like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, but it was definitely, shout out to Mo Eaton because he definitely brought it to my attention. Um, you know, it was no pop for that title. But I like him. Um, I think it's going to take so, take a while to grow on people. I'm just glad they do not look like the women's version of the male tag team titles. Thank you, WWE, for doing something right. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I don't even want to talk, talk about that segment, um, just cause it was bad, but I do want to bring up something. So I saw a lot of outrage on the internet before Alexa Bliss came out. She was in the back getting changed, uh, getting her outfit together. Guy knocks on the door and you know, he walks in, barges in prematurely and 
you know, she's covering her shirt. So I see people saying, oh, we're talking about women's revolution, uh, but yet you guys still doing stuff you did in the Attitude Era. Grow up. Stop complaining. It's normal. I mean, we would have seen this with Shawn Michaels. Um, anybody. Like, it's just normal. It wasn't like, it was an accident. It's something that can happen regardless to what climate we're in. You barge in the door before you should. There's a woman standing there with her shirt off. She's going to cover herself. That is by no means degrading to Alexa Bliss. Okay? Cut it out. Then people are complaining, which I'm about to get right into, um, this Mandy Rose situation. You know, um, Mandy Rose and how she's been walking around with towels and stuff and teasing, you know, clearly flaunting her body. It's kind of no secret that she's attractive, so... And that she knows she's attractive. She calls herself God's greatest gift. So it's kind of normal that she would be flaunting her assets. So I don't understand why people are complaining. But nonetheless, this almost ended up in the tapped out this week. She sends a note. Has, sends a note to Jimmy and Uso while him and his brother Jay are doing their um, Royal Rumble photo shoot. And one of the things I didn't understand, and I understand they twins. People might at say this is stupid. What I'm about to say, at me if you do. At Brian H. Waters, she he went said, "Oh yeah, got a note. Oh yeah, our anniversary. Maybe this is an anniversary gift." Here, Oos, read it to me. And I'm like, dude, like you're gonna have your brother read you a potential dirty letter from your wife. Uh, okay, whatever. I just like, nah, man. So you know. He reads it, and then he says, man, what you going to do, Oos? I'm like, what do you mean, what are you going to do? She gave you the keys to the hotel room. You going to go see her? So I'm sitting there watching this. Like, stop. No, don't do it. Part of me was like, come on, man. Maybe he's setting this up. So he goes over there, and she takes off her robe, which people probably complain about. Again, folks, it's no secret. Mandy's attractive. So when he, she takes off her robe, and, you know, she's standing there in her bra and panties. I'm sitting there like... No, why would you go there? Why would you go by yourself? Why not bring your wife? So a part of me is just sitting there. I'm tweeting this, and I'm just like, all right, just please, just hopefully, I hope Naomi's there. Um, and then Mandy reveals, like, she never wanted him. She just wanted to get under his wife's skin because she despised her. So he's like, oh, really? So he walks out, and boom, there's Naomi. I was like, yes, thank goodness for all of mankind because bros don't cheat, right? So, she beats him up. They get into it. Um, and, of course, this is not over. I'm glad that, you know, part of me is like, yeah, Naomi should have dominated this. But it also makes sense. Let Mandy get some hits in. But this is far from over. As I was explaining to my brother, Dre, from the Flex Zone, this is far from over. This is getting real ugly. Um, I would hope they would have a match at the Royal Rumble. Uh, not, you know, uh, maybe. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But who knows? Only time will tell. So, let's get back into the wrestling part with the women. We had Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey defeat Tamina and Nia Jax. Afterwards, um, Ronda Rousey just marked out and talked about how much of an honor it would be to defeat Sasha Banks because it would basically solidify her or something like that. And I'm sitting there watching it and just rolling my eyes. And Sasha, straight like a boss, 
took the mic and said, no, you know, I told you, I'm going to end your streak. I'm going to be the first person to make you lose. And you're going to lose with grace because you're going to lose to me. I'm like, that's the Sasha Banks I want to see. So Sasha ends up, um, you know, then they go backstage and they're arguing. And all of a sudden they have to be separated by Bailey and Natalia. And then those two start arguing over whose fault it was, which led to the riot squad coming out and said, well, you guys better find a partner. And this is how the WWE brings in Nikki Cross. So, of course, I'm watching this, and I'm very irritated. Like, dude, like, why is Nikki Cross on Raw? Until they make the announcement that the call-ups from NXT will bounce back and forth. And I guess it's kind of, I'm assuming it's like tryouts. And then they'll decide what show they're going. Nikki Cross needs to be with Sanity. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, they have the same music, for goodness sakes. Um... I saw, I heard my brother Glenn um, on his um, post show, which you can find on Fox Sports 1340 AM's YouTube channel, saying, you know, it'd be cool to see over with the Riot Squad. And in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. You know, you already have three. There's no need to add a fourth person. Uh, I just, I don't like that idea at all. Uh, I, I didn't have time to tweet him, but, you know, I'm saying it on the show. But make sure you guys check that out. Um, and let me know what you think, you know, comment on YouTube, let us know which, who side you are. But there's no reason, you know, you don't need to add anybody else to the Riot Squad. They're fine the way they are. Put Nikki Cross with Sanity, you know, do it that way. So, um, but nonetheless, let's move on to SmackDown, where we saw one ups womanship between Asuka and Becky Lynch. We know Becky will be challenging Asuka in an attempt to get her title back at the Royal Rumble. Um, man, I mean, first Becky, you know, the Iconics came out there. Becky said, all right, well, come on. I, I, I want to take on one of you, you know, get in the ring. She would take on Peyton Royce. She beat her in a, you know, a competitive match. Then Asuka just started spazzing which she would eventually say no i want a match and guess what she got it she got the match with billy k and that match was quick and over um you know i like this you know let them see which one's more of the man which we know right now is oscar because she holds the gold so I'm gonna go ahead and take a break, and then afterwards we're gonna talk a little, uh, talk a little bit more wrestling. Then we're gonna talk some AEW. So here's a word from my boy Chad from View from the Top Rope. This is Chad from View from the Top Rope. I know you're enjoying yourself. Clearly, listen to Breaking Down with Brian H. Brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you keep tuned in, keep listening. I'm gonna send it back to Brian. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you check out View from the Top Rope. Actually, going to get uh, Chad on here soon. Um, that's my guy right there. I very uh, enjoy their show. Got to send him my question for them this week. Um, you know, I like listening to their show. Uh, been because of their show, I've been connected to other podcasts. So that's what I do. You know, while I'm working, I'm listening to wrestling podcasts because that's the thing to do. I love wrestling. I love talking about it. I love listening about it. Uh, why? I don't need to listen to everybody talk about sports, but wrestling, that's a different story. So, my, you know, we'll get right to the tapped out before I go into the good stuff. Tapped out this week coming up. Here's our tapped out segment of the week. My tapped out is Baron Corbin. Um, 
was gonna make him last year, but last week, but you know, I just uh, why why does this dude always have a microphone? I understand he's annoying, but I'm just he, I can see him annoy somewhere else. Get away from the title picture. It's not believable that he's going to be inserted in a universal championship picture or even be in a breath of the main event for WrestleMania. I mean, I can't even see him being the final four of the Royal Rumble. This is not believable. So Baron Corbin is on my tapped out. He went from being somebody I like watching people uh, beat up to now I'm just annoyed with him. <sighs> Sorry, I got that off my chest. Um, this week we saw Shane McMahon. We actually closed out SmackDown with Shane McMahon and The Miz, folks. Um, you know, celebrating today's Shane McMahon. Well, Tuesday's Shane McMahon's birthday. So, therefore, The Miz uh, had a big birthday celebration. And then the bar came out to interrupt. And, you know, you know how that went. And that would lead to The Miz being put in an impromptu match with Sheamus, I think, yeah, I think it was Sheamus, which he won. Um, and then afterwards, we saw the coast to coast with in on with Sheamus, with Sheamus holding the cake. Uh, well, Miz holding the cake in front of Sheamus, coast to coast from Shane. Uh, wow, what a way to celebrate your birthday! But one of the things that was interesting was the package that they put together to show Shane McMahon over the years. I thought that was phenomenal. I mean, this guy has great ring psychology, might not be. The great, he might not put on a bunch of five-star matches, even though you could argue that his match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania 33 was the best on the main card. Um, I just remember, I'm like, wow, wait, this dude actually did wrestle his dad at WrestleMania, which I thought was cool. You know, I remember that's, um, WrestleMania 17 is one of my, uh, soft spot for me. Um, it's the last WrestleMania I watched with my grandmother. And I'll never forget that night when um, I got the tape. Shout out to my boy, Brandon Guy. Um, I remember when I got that tape, She, uh, I went over to her house. Um, I, I think my mother had something to do. So I was watching that. Me and my sister went over to my grandmother's house. And me and my grandmother was watching WrestleMania. And my mother comes in there. And she looks at, um, my grandmother says, let me tell you something. Shane whooped his dad. And my mother, my grandmother had a neighbor named Shane. So my mother was like, what? And she's like, no, no. I said, Ma, she's talking about WrestleMania. And it was just funny, a funny exchange. Um, but, you know, it took me back to that. I was like, wow, like Vince really wrestled Shane, Brett, Sean, and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. All people he considered sons, um, including his real son. So I thought that was interesting. Um Moving on, Samoa Joe, man, defeating, well, beating up Mustafa Ali. They are giving us the sympathy factor behind Ali, and I love it. Um, it makes sense. This guy has babyface one-on-one written all over him. He's the guy that people will ultimately, you know, I can see people screaming for him, seeing him want kids to sign his autograph, women want to take pictures with him. Yes, we know he's married, which is great. Um, so I don't think they'll make him to, like, the the sex symbol, but he's the guy that I can see people just cheering for years and years to come. Um, NXT UK. I wonder if you guys checked it. I'm not going to go through the whole card, but I have to say this. Um, I haven't been keeping up with it as much, but 
uh, shout out and forgive me for the uh, omitting the other announcer's name, but him and Nigel McGinnis, those guys and that UK crowd. Shout out to the people out there listening from the UK. You guys put on a hell of a show just because the way you were into every match and it just made me excited to watch it. Wow, like they it, it was lit. Um, but I have to say, Pete Dunn, folks. I do not want. I don't see anybody beating for that UK title. Whatever he does, that guy who beats him is going to be a made man, and he should be on Raw or SmackDown the next night or immediately. He's a guy who. I sat there and I had to think about this. I don't think of a. Can't think of a time that I really enjoyed watching somebody wrestle just strictly for their wrestling matches. With Daniel Bryan, and, and, and what I mean is, I'm not heavily invested in Pete, Gun, Pete Dunn's stories, except the one with Undisputed, because, you know, he turned on him. But usually for me, watching wrestling, I have to get hooked on the story. I watch a good wrestling match all day long, but... If I get hooked on the story, it makes me really invested. Pete Dunne is someone, the first wrestler that I can think of, that I don't have to know nothing about none of his stories, but every time he's in the ring, I'm hooked. You know, I think about AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Shawn Michaels. All of these guys, I was hooked to their stories. Even CM Punk, Undertaker, Kane, hooked to their stories. Even Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. But Pete Dunne is somebody I could watch this guy have a match with a brunt. And I don't have to know anything about the story. You know, sometimes if I see him wrestling the same opponent, I'm not going to lie. There's times when I, you know, see Raw Smackdown on. And I'm like, okay, see this match before. Fast forward, fast forward. Uh, even on pay-per-views, if I'm not watching live, all right, seeing them wrestle before, watch a little bit, fast forward through the spots, watch the finish. No, but Pete Dunne, somebody I can watch every match, even if he wrestled Tyler Bate every night. He is that dude. So, have you guys been, I know you guys have been keeping up with AEW, so there's a lot of people who keep talking and I'm just interested in, you know, you heard the real Dwayne Allen on here last week. And like he said, Cody Rhodes is really waging a war with the wrestling world. It's not against the WWE. And people are really funny when they say, oh, yeah, um, he's starting a war with the WWE. Um, they're going to be better. Like we haven't seen TNA before. You know, everybody... I, you heard us say last week, not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not convinced that's going to be making a whole lot of money. Even listening to Booker T, he says there's going to be a lot of sleepless nights. And there's going to be a lot of things going on. And, and I'm like, this is a guy who's been in the business. He has his own promotion. And he even said it. Like, you know, he wishes them luck, but he just hope they know what they're getting themselves into. You know? That's what I want to see. Ah, right, yeah, sure, this guy got millions. Yeah, he might have a lot of money. But it's not like he's not answering anybody. Because the difference between him and Ted Turner, billionaire Ted, 
Ted Turner owned the broadcast TV. This guy doesn't. So, that's going to be interesting. So, it's time for... It's time to come from the realm. And now, for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. Alright, From the Realm this week, we're going to start with my boy Antonio Banks, my brother from high school. He got a few questions. First off, Demon Finn at the Rumble? And if not, and if so, don't he have to win? You know, I, I was thinking this earlier, man. Um, I would love to see it. And I do think, I kind of do think he would have to win. Um, just because, like, it would, you know. But in order to get Demon Finn at the Rumble, we need to see Lesnar beat him up almost badly before that. That's the way I would do it. And then, yeah, put the strap on him. You know, I would love, that would be the biggest shock. That's what I think we could get in the shock business. Um, nobody would see it coming. You know, um, shout out to Ralph uh, Esparza. I think if we did do that, you know, get with him about the booking. But I do think it would be good to see Demon Finn at the Royal Rumble. He said, Braun time has passed, question mark. Is he truly behind Seth, Drew, and Finn now? Absolutely. Braun Strowman's time has passed. Um, all three of those guys, I could see holding the title before I could see Braun Strowman holding it. I just do not believe in Braun Strowman anymore. Um, I was never like the most sold on him, but this is what we got to admit. Give Roman Reigns credit where credit is due. Roman was out there having Braun being solidified as the monster, and those two put on great matches and told great stories. Now, doesn't have quite the dance partner. Do you like how they introduced the new wrestlers on Raw? Oh, man. Well, the guy from Heavy... To be honest with you, some of it I missed just because I was dozing in and off. No, nothing to Raw. It's just a long day. But, um... I don't know. You know, I didn't like what they did with the dude from Heavy Machinery. And even his tag partner tweeted, you know, he kind of got a little ahead of himself out there, but he still love him or whatever. Um, so, not really liking that. I would like to see a little bit. But I didn't mind them being, like, backstage. You know, I thought that was cool, but I don't know. I don't think they should be doing something more, you know. That's just my opinion. All right. Shout out to Antonio. Thanks for sending the questions in. Uh, check him out. Always in the wrestling realm, posting cool stuff, getting the conversation going. Um, so make sure you're in the wrestling round group page on Facebook. Uh, this next question from my brother D from the Flex Zone. His question is, will WWE lock down certain guys so they will not go to AEW? And his words are, in parentheses, Shinsuke Ziggy Jobdust. In case you don't know who Ziggy Jobdust is, that is Dolph Ziggler. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think that. Well, I don't think they can lock him down, quote unquote, be just because you know somebody want to leave, they want to leave. But I do think we might start seeing those guys used a little bit more, and maybe kind of reverse psychology. Just my thoughts. Um. You know, but I, and even if they leave, I don't think they're that big of a threat. Um, 
you know, that schedule may be attractive to them. Um, you know, especially a guy like Dolph Ziggler, uh, especially, you know, with him doing his comedy thing, he might like that and he can kind of go to AEW show up. But I think what they may do, those guys kind of may wait around, but I don't think WWE is releasing anybody anytime soon. I think, you know, they're going to make people wait out their contracts. And then the last questions come from my man, Kevin Crittenden. Shout out to Kevin this week. Here's his question. First one, where do you see the major belt views going for Mania? Hmm. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to prep this one. So, right now, I don't feel like there's anybody else to really jump in that WWE Championship slot. I could see it being AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, the finale. And then we go into the new season after Mania with another contender being, you know, whether AJ Styles is the one holding the title or um, Daniel Bryan's holding the title. For the Universal Championship, I think we get Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble or Seth Rollins, one of them. But I think the the Royal Rumble winner is definitely coming from Monday Night Raw this year. Um, You look back, um, so since the brand split, you know, since it's been rehashed, we had Randy Orton at 34, we had, I mean, 33, Shinsuke at 34. And I know last year I said they were probably ultimate. Before that, if you go to, was it, WrestleMania 29, you had John Cena, who's on Monday, no, they was merged. What was it? Yeah, well, yeah, they was, yeah, you had John Cena, who's on Monday Night Raw, WrestleMania 28, you had Monday Night Raw, because you had Chris Jericho. Um, WrestleMania 27, you had Del Rio. So that was SmackDown. So I do think it's Raw's time to get that Royal Rumble winner. Um, as far as the Intercontinental title, that's, I don't, man, that's too soon. Um, just because I don't know what's going on. Like, where do you, I, I, you know, actually, I do. Kevin Owens tweeted a photo of him with the Intercontinental Championship. I could see the match, especially since Bobby Lashley put out Kevin Owens. I could see it being Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I could see Kevin Owens returning, uh, costing Lashley the match, or perhaps just returning to the Royal Rumble and just not being successful. SmackDown is tough. The U.S. title is always, you know, kind of a treat like the stepchild lead. So I'm not even sure how that's going to play out. I can see that being a multi-person match. As far as the women's title, Monday uh, for the Raw women's title, I see Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch somehow. Don't know how they how you get there. Uh, for the SmackDown women's title, I see. Charlotte and Oscar too. But then again, do you really have Charlotte beat Oscar two years in a row? That's another question. So that's where I see it. I don't really see much for the tag team titles, unfortunately. It's just, you know, and then the SmackDown, I mean, the women's tag titles, I could see it being Naomi and Tamina versus Sasha and Bailey. Or the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. I think that would be the better matchup, to be honest with you. I think. That would draw money, not, well, you know, that would get the people intrigued uh, just because you have the similar styles. Um, this next question, do you, did you enjoy 
Raw, did you enjoy how Raw seriously flowed from segment to segment last night? And they brought back picture in picture to show us what's happening in the back. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I just think that's better. Just like, it's not, I can't say it's not hard because obviously, I mean, I've been watching for 32 years, but I haven't been booking. But I think the simple stuff that worked before you can do again, that's what makes SmackDown. So, yeah, I agree. Does Vince use Lars Sullivan's muscle to protect him from Braun? I think that would be that would work. That would be actually great. Good idea right there. Um, especially Lars Sullivan. You know, I don't see him being somebody who's gonna be drawing a lot of money. But, you know, he's you know, people say replacement to Kane. Um, but I think, yeah, being a muscle man to protect him, that would be great. Kind of like what Tess was, the hired gun. And what was the best way to introduce Otis? Is it was that the best way to introduce Otis as a bumbling idiot a la Festus? What did you think of the rest of the debuts? Um, yeah, I said that earlier. I just didn't understand that. Thought that was crazy. Um, you know. But I do like uh, I do like how they had him backstage. You know, I like how they had Lacey Evans. So we're gonna see. But ladies and gentlemen, that will be it. Um Make sure you stay tuned to the Wrestling Realm on social media where you can get Wrestling for the Culture. You can get Realness Reacts. You can get, you know, Break It Down with Brian H. And make sure you're on our YouTube channel. We have some content there from, you know, 2011, 2012. Some timeless material. You want to see how the real Dwayne Allen and I thought about bounties in professional wrestling. Um, we even got a segment called Gimme the Book where we talk about we rebook some of the things that happened you know we didn't like how wcw booked right hard so the real Dwayne allen did it again himself i didn't like the fact that wrestlemania 2000 had was a fatal four-way match so i rebooked it so make sure you check that out and guess what if you're an nwo fan like we are make sure you check out our as we pay homage to them with our pay promotion so Follow me at Brian H. Waters. Follow Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. And until the next time, folks, so long, everybody.